Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2Xers. And I'm going to start referring to you as 2Xers because you have demonstrated to me and to the world that you are interested in 2Xing your business this year and beyond. I'm Bill Kasky again. Today, we are going to speak about a rubric. Do you know what a rubric is? A rubric, although it sounds like a child's toy, uh, a rubric is actually a formula or a template or a, a way of looking at things, a framework, you might say, on a particular topic. We're going to talk today about success because that's what this 2X podcast is all about, is you being more successful in your business than you already are. The rubric or the framework we're going to use today is a framework for improvement. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I've been remiss over the years in applying this to organizations that I work with. And a lot of times what will happen is somebody will call me and say, hey, Bill, I've got uh, uh, 25 salespeople and uh, we're, we're kind of across the span of some are very, very good. Some are very, very not good or very, very bad, as we might say. And uh, But I need everybody to be up a notch or two. And so what I should do when I get that call is say, well, w- what are some of the issues, which I typically do, but when I get there in front of them, we need to create some type of a performance plan. And I've referred to this in the past as performance theory. And performance theory applies whether you are trying to improve your golf game, your uh, running speed, your strength, your personal strength, and also those are all the physical things or some physical things. And then, of course, in the mental world, too, it's how do you become a better communicator? How do you become a better leader? How do you become a better sales professional? So there is a theory on performance that is critical to your improvement, and you need to know that theory. And I'm going to share it with you right here right now. So this is what we will call performance theory. It's a framework for improvement. And I'd like to go through these steps with you. And uh, if you'd like to hear more about them, they are uh, obviously part of the program that we do called the 2X group, uh, or any kind of the other any of the other coaching or training that I do. But I want to give it to you because I think it's useful and uh, is a good way to launch into the next series uh, of these episodes. Now, I'm going to go through these pretty quickly because I want to try to keep these episodes to eight to 10 minutes. So here's number one. The first thing you want to do when you are setting a goal or engaging in training of any kind or any kind of improvement project, we'll call it, is you have to have a decided desired outcome. Now, you might say, well, this sounds like a goal and it probably is, but I want it to be in writing It's got to be a specific outcome from the training or the project or whatever the completion, whatever the project, when it's complete, will look like. 
So if it's a 2017 or 18 business plan, it's a paragraph on what you want to have, see, be at the end of this. It's got to be specific. It might even have some requirements or things you will not tolerate. For example, I've got a couple clients who, who it's, who's very... Uh, soul is a hardworking soul. They they work too hard. They work too much. So part of their decided desired outcome is they will accomplish this goal, but they will limit the number of hours that it takes them. So they'll only work 30 hours a week or 40 hours a week or whatever it is for you. So it's because it's going to be easy, well, easier to double your business if there were only 48 hours in the day, but there aren't and you still want to double your business, so you've got to make some, put some limitations on this. That's where you would do this in this decided, desired outcome. Number two, a rigorous analysis of inputs. And I consider these attitudes, behaviors, and skills. So your attitude, your actions, and your skill sets are all inputs that will lead to the output. See how that works? So you might say, well, I need to... um, get better at first calls or reaching out to people cold. Okay, well, that's a skill. And you might ha- there might be some attitudes and actions around that, but that's, a, that's an input. That's something that you're going to get better at. And when you get better at it, it will manifest itself into improved results. So a rigorous analysis of inputs. What are the things that will, will impact and will lever you up? And you might even have to go to other sources to find this. You might uh, engage some other people who are in a similar role for you or as you and go have lunch and brainstorm these a little bit. Because it's only through this that you can start to work on the real issues and you can really make the result different. If you have no idea what the inputs are, you can't change anything. Number three, situations and circumstances. A complete list of the scenarios that you must master. What are the scenarios that you must master in your profession? So, for example, I've got one client who uh, does a price increase at the end of the year, and they've got to really master how they implement that price increase. Everything from the letter that's being written to advise the client to the conversation that will ensue when the client calls and says, what are you doing? So they have to master that circumstance. You have probably 10 to 20 circumstances in your business life that you need to be good at and that I need to be good at. I've, I've listed my 10 and start with, start with 10. And as you, as we go through this rubric here, you'll find that uh, we'll, we'll carve out a place to practice those, but you have to know what they are first. Where do you need to have mastery? What part of the sales process do you need to uh, own? Number four, resistance. You know, Stephen Pressfield uh, is a awesome author. If you have not read anything by Stephen Pressfield, get it. He wrote, he's written several fiction books. He wrote one called The Legend of Bagger Vance, and it was turned into a movie with Will Smith. It was about a golf caddy. It was an awesome, a really good movie. Now, the author of the book, he was the author of the book. He actually didn't produce the movie. The author of the book never thinks the movie quite measures up to the book. But anyway, Stephen Pressfield is a great author. He's written several self-help books. One's called The War of Art. Um, one is called Turning Pro. Uh, one is called Do the Work. But he talks in there a lot about the resistance. What 
do we have to battle internally? And he said something on a podcast interview I heard him on. He says, you know, we're all battling internal resistance at all times. We should probably do an episode just on that. But we're all battling it. And when we come down to start setting goals or envisioning an outcome for a project, we will have resistance. And it usually comes from inside. So where have you tried something like this before and failed? Are there any internal scripts or internal movies that you run, in any kind of story that you run about yourself that's going to get in the way of this? And you need to write that down. And I, I do that in my own personal development too. I write down, though, I've, and believe me, I've got plenty of them. They, they, and, you do, and they don't ever go away. And that's the beautiful thing about resistance is it never goes away. It keeps you active. It keeps you, you know, it's like any other kind of resistance. As your body, uh, when, when you're lifting weights, that's all weightlifting and gaining strength is, is, is overcoming resistance. And so this is the same thing. But don't ever expect that once you write them down, they'll go away. They won't. But you've got to manage that. You've got to feel them coming on and be able to navigate around those because they will stop us in our tracks. Number five, dedicated practice time. What I mean by this is that there's, there's a term called deliberate practice. And deliberate practice is a concept that is uh, in, uh, in the performance arts, in athletics, and that is decide what areas you need to practice on, get a coach or get someone who can provide intelligent feedback, and it's got to be intelligent and it's got to be in the moment. We do this a lot in role play in our, in our uh, engagements with clients. If they have a circumstance they want to master, we'll role play it. We'll role play it in 10 different ways until which time they have it. And once they have it, it doesn't, now it doesn't take them five years to figure out how to work through it. It takes them five minutes. So, But you've got to dedicate practice time. So take those situations that you must practice because you need to master them and dedicate time to them. And it could be an hour a week. It could be four hours a month. It could be a half day. I don't care what it is, but you've got to have some kind of time dedication to those scenarios where you can deliberately practice them. And there's no shame in deliberately practicing these circumstances. If you master these scenarios, you're going to be not only 2x, you're going to be 10x more effective. And number six, calendaring. This all has to make it onto a calendar. You've got to figure out, and I like the 90-day or the 12-week plan as a result of this work. Just create a 12-week plan. And say, I'm going to devote time to working on myself because all of this is working on you. This is sort of that lateral thing. We're not working on the client relationship. We're working on you who has a a lot of input into the client relationship. So if you want to 2x your life, 2x your business, you've got to understand performance theory and you've got to do these steps. And then you have to, step six is calendar, putting into a calendar, turning it into action and following that. So I want to hear from you. You can uh, check me out on the Facebook page. Email me at bkasky at kaskytraining.com. I'd love to hear your input on the 2X podcast. And I hope this performance theory edition helped you. See you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.